You're listening to the Me, My Bag and I Ostomy podcast. Today, we're talking about getting back to work with a stoma. Tina is a 39-year-old hairdresser from Litchfield living with a colostomy who has set up her own salon at home. She's joined by her loyal customer Maxine and her lovely sister Claire. They've both stood by her throughout her journey with a stoma. You just put your smile on and you get on with it, but that's what was hard, being in a salon, because it was so busy. Um, I did just ignore the pain and I ignored it and ignored it until the Crohn's would flare up that, and then I'd be hospitalised and then I'd be glad of the rest. <laughs> that's literally how it was. Tina, can you believe it? It's like nine years ago since we first met. Is it nine years? Yeah, no and, that's and, blown and you were working in that really busy salon and... But I used to feel really good when I'd had my hair done by you, and it was just. And then you became poorly. I know. And um, you know, here you are, kind of running your own salon from home five years later. And well, just talk me through when you were uh, when you became ill, because I don't think I really noticed it in the beginning. You hid it so well. Yeah. Well, we do, don't we, hairdressers? You just put your smile on and you get on with it. But that's what was hard being in a salon because it was so busy. Um, I did just ignore the pain and I ignored it and ignored it until the Crohn's would flare up that, and then I'd be hospitalised and then I'd be glad of the rest. <laughs> That's literally how it was. I think Tina always behaved like she was, no one was going to tell her when she should stop as well. She was, no, she was always on the go, wasn't yeah. she? Always on the yeah. go. And, and even when you were off like the first time, and I remember having a, an appointment cancelled and being offered appointment with Sonia and you know she's a big part of this as well yeah but it was never the same Sonia was always so honest but and you came back and you were still smiling you were kind of like just ignoring everything that had gone on and we started talking about it and I think at that time you said to me are you a nurse yeah yeah because <laughs> I seem to know so much about yeah. it but is that when I was talking about is that when I came back with yeah the with your cro- no I think that was when you just had your first flare-up of the Crohn's yeah. you were taking steroids and things like that yeah my moon face yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard when you, you carry on. I was carrying on as normal, and, and, now and then you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, I've got a big round head, and that was from the steroids. <laughs> yeah, and I remember actually, because you used to kind of go, like, just like rush off, and you'd only have like 10 minutes in that little back office bit for, yeah, for lunch, and you were eating things on yeah. in a hurry, which probably couldn't have been good for you. Now, I come and have my appointment now, and you're offering me breakfast. Exactly. You know, and we have, like, breakfast together, and it's just yeah. so different and really nice, isn't it? Is. it? It's so much better, isn't mm. it? I yeah. didn't have a set lunch break, really, and that's what it was. It was fitting food in around. But then that is me, isn't it? I like being busy, and I, like, I just like being... I like doing things, but, yeah... Yeah, you do like being busy, but now you're actually being busy and you're actually kind of giving every other people advice and you're taking care of yourself, which is yeah, so important. Yeah, you, know, you, you really have changed. You, even though you're on the go and you like to be busy, you're still calm in your approach to doing things yeah. and you are taking more care of yourself and you're having loads of holidays, which is really yeah. important. Well, and yeah. Gertrude goes with you. So exactly. Me and Gertrude on our travels. There's no harm in putting yourself firm first. I've slowly learnt that. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it's made a big big difference. And it makes a big difference probably to your customers as well. You built up a really good customer base. And, yeah, I'm very lucky. You know, we have to book our appointments three months in advance and it's nice. And you, but, but it's actually, you come and have a really friendly service too. And, you know, we get lots of tips, share lots of tips, which we didn't have a chance to do when you were in the salon because it was always, well, that's the end of it. So I'm going to hand you over to yeah. Sam and say to was no take personal, your payment. Yeah. There was no, no personal time. touch to it. There was no time for no, it, was there? No. But, yeah, and then 
obviously I had to leave because of, of, of bowel perforated and I woke up with a stoma. That was that was a bit mad. And then I did come back to the salon, didn't I, with the you stoma? Did, yeah. But it, it was just a bit hard then. You know, it doesn't really stop you doing anything in life, but you do have to slow down and you have to put yourself first. And that's what I couldn't do in a busy, busy salon. I couldn't put myself first. No, and you're still being driven to reach those targets and things. Yeah. And it wasn't giving you the quality of life, was it? And then, then, then one day you just left and they didn't even tell me that I was going to have a, an appointment with somebody else. I just turned up and someone was there to do my hair. And I, I thought, didn't right. tell you. No, and, and I was really lucky in that I'd actually taken a card in to say, can you, can you give this to Tina? So just tell her I'm thinking of her and everything. And... Um, and we kind of tracked one another down, didn't we, really? Yeah. So it was really good. And now it's really convenient. And, you know, you do my hair at 8 o'clock in the morning so I can still get to work yep. and have my hair done for a purpose, <laughs> not just to go home. And, yeah, no, so it's really good. Did yeah. you leave the salon when you had the stoma? Or did you go back? I went back when I had the stoma for about another, I think, year. And then it flared up again. So because it flared up again, I had to have it move, another operation and then I was hospitalised again. And then that made me think, well, it's if I've already lost half a bowel, half a colon, I've gone back to doing what I was doing before and I'd recognised that stress was making me flare. So I, that was a very easy decision then. Once I'd said to David, do you mind if I leave work? Once I'd left work, it, you know, because it flared up again, I just thought, well, I need to, I need to put myself first now. And then I went into hospital and had it moved on to the other side. And then, and, and funnily enough, since I've been working from home for five years, I haven't had a flare-up. That says something, doesn't it? Mm. And in that time, you're making lots of time for yourself. Yeah, sitting down in between customers and I walk the dog. I couldn't have a dog before. I had a dog, now I work from home. I've got a dog, now I work from home. That's, that's just quality of life. I work for my holidays because I'm putting myself first. What's wrong with that? <laughs> and what, what made you start putting yourself first? Um, just a reality check. Just, yeah. Right, Gertrude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just put my, yeah, yeah, reality check. It's just like... The difference was, in the two operations, though, the first one was like, bad. Yeah. This is going to save your life. Yeah. And the second one was more calm, planned. Yeah. Everything was different. Yeah. 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 The first operation was obviously the bowel perforated. If I think back to years and years ago when they first said, when the Crohn's flared up and they said, you might have to have a bag, and then I was given information because it was in my head that I was, I was terrified of ever having a bag because somebody once said to me, if you, I know somebody that's got Crohn's and they've got a bag, so just hearing you might have to have a bag, I was discharged and I was meant to go back in outpatients, but I was like, I'm not having a bag. And, and I just I had that mentality, I'm not having one. But then the hospital tried and they put me on lots of medication and then eventually it did perforate. If I'd have, in hindsight, said, OK, I'll have a bag, life will be a lot better. If I'd have known enough information and the operation would have been planned, it would have been a lot less stressful for everybody. <laughs> But obviously, I just thought I'd put you through a bit of stress. And you've also, yeah. <laughs> and you've also mentioned that actually, different hospitals gave you different kind of care and gave you, some of them the doctors that you saw and the nurse that you saw gave you a different com- amount of confidence. You know, some some conversations you had easily knocked your confidence, and therefore you thought 
I don't know what I'm doing here and where yeah. am I going to get all this information and then but you took yourself back to where you originally diagnosed to go and find that comfort and that reassurance in 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 that team so yeah and because you know you'd made the decision that you ultimately wanted to look after yourself and make a better life for yourself that's it and that's the way it was that when they told me I might have to have a bag I'd basically just come back from I had a fistula between my back passage and the front passage fistulating Crohn's disease Mm. so I've come back from the loo having poo basically come out the wrong hole so Mm. I was hysterical Mm. and then I sat back on the hospital bed and I had about 10 students and a doctor come into behind the curtains, shut the curtains and then say, right, you might have to have a bag for life. And I just was hysterical. Mm. And then they all left, all these men. And then I'd, I couldn't speak to David on the phone for saying, I might have to have a bag because it was it was just put across really wrong. Mm. And then I was discharged without being on a, a solid diet. I was on a liquid diet, just losing weight and... Yeah, it was. I think it was. It could have been put across to me better, a lot nicer. And by you sharing your story, though, enables other people to kind of be more confident to ask those questions as well. Yeah. And we don't we don't realise the power of telling our own story, of how important that is, and what an impact it has on other people. Yeah, that's it. So yeah. it makes a massive difference. That's it. If I'd have known that having a colostomy bag, I'm only visiting the loo now and then and I can carry on a normal life and carry on with activities, I'd have chose to have one. But I literally felt like it was going to be a big Tesco bag hanging off my body and it would change my appearance, but it hasn't changed my appearance. I was going to the loo. It saved my life. I was going to the loo ten times a day, Mm. pre-colostomy bag. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. And now you're living your normal life. Living life. life Sit on the toilet like you and poo. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a lovely thought to share. (laughs) You are so kind. You've just got to be comfortable with it. (laughs) But Claire helped me put my first bag on because I was that scared to touch it. Because, first of all, it's like having an alien, having Mm. your stoma sticking out of your stomach is the scariest thing, sorry, your colon sticking out of your stomach is horrible when you first come round. It's mm. it's like an alien. And then Claire, bless her, shaved my legs for me. Yeah, I was going to say, she made me shave her legs too. And that was the price she paid. <laughs> I didn't make you, you offered. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, she shaved my legs and put my first bag on for me. And to be fair, you were really good because you were going, wow, isn't it amazing it what they can do? It was to see that. Yeah. Basically... Okay got my new bum in her face saying wow <laughs> sisterly love no, no, no. but it was after seeing her suffer for so long it was amazing yeah it's nice to see her come sort of bounce back and bounce yeah. back so quickly if you think about it once you'd had your operation and then you know because even setting up your own business is a stress in itself but you were very clear from the onset yeah. that you were only gonna take on the clients that that you knew were kind of gonna treat you with some kindness as well yeah. Yeah. and you know you you were planning your working day out to make it and you've never never really kind of moved away from that you knew that no. that stress level could would, would yeah. cause major problems again yeah and so you've managed that whereas a lot of people sometimes just go you know it'll be okay you know I don't really need to make any changes to my life but you stuck to your gun and all you've ever done is actually carried on making other improvements yeah, you? it makes you determined doesn't it you're faced with something yeah and you're like right it yeah. makes an easy decision for you 
Yeah. And so, you're always sharing all of that knowledge, whether it's breakfast things or, you know, <laughs> go and make your life easier. You can go and buy this in a box or have it delivered in a box. That's yeah. the latest thing. Oh, go I and get yourself that. a puppy. Yeah. Yeah. Claire, did you? <laughs> yeah. She talked to me from that one. Yeah. yeah. yeah but, but you're always sharing that and it just yeah. makes everyone, have a, everyone else that you come across have a sort of that, that um, I don't know, feeling of good well-being and, the, you know... Really promote looking after Before she had the bag, she was completely opposite to that. Mm. Was I? Doctors told you to do something. No. I'm strong. (laughs) I'm stronger than that. I'll do it my way. Carry on running. Yeah. Be naughty. Yeah. 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 I used to go to the gym and I used to run, and that would flare the Crohn's up. Oh, really? Yeah. It's fine. So I can do as much yoga as I want or climbing, but it's not so stressful on the body in a mad way. Oh, but yeah, I and think. I used to ignore everybody. They'd say, You don't need to go running, don't run home from work on a Friday, but I'd do it. So. You'd run home from where you worked on a like Friday, here. yeah. She was mad at those times, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, stick to the mad. yoga, but yeah. But this, this um, uh, colostomy bag is, is great, the confidence bee. I love it. It's uh, I'm not getting the ballooning as much, and yeah, is that a new bag? Yeah, it's a new bag, yeah, from Constant. Look, have you seen it? It's beautiful. Gertrude's got a new bag. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't get the ballooning. Um, It doesn't give me as many leaks, so I can leave it on for like three days. Whereas before, I was having to change a bag every single day. I think that's what you imagine, don't you? That it's going to be like that, constantly changing it. Yeah, yeah. People probably who don't know would think that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I remember Stuart, my brother, coming to the hospital when I first had it. And he said, oh, Bab, you can have some jogging bottoms and you can wear big tops and it's all right, darling, you can wear this. And I said, I'm not wearing that. He was trying to tell me to wear really baggy clothes and things. And, but no, you don't have to. You can just wear it nice and flat and get on with life as you slowly find out. It's not easy, obviously, when you first have it, but, but then life gets better because you adjust. And, yeah. and, and is there anything now when you have maybe have a slight flare-up or a leak or something like that. Is there anything that you, you might have a... You know, because everyone gets off days, do you think, oh, why is it me or anything like that? And how do you deal with it? I never think, why is it me? That's just not in my brain. I don't say things like that. Good. But, um, yeah, I'm, if I'm tired, like this past couple of weeks I've been tired and I've literally come in to the lounge and slept in between customers and I'll put the timer on for 20 minutes and I'll have a power nap. Mm. I couldn't do that before. So I think that helps with regards to stopping me flare-up because I'm recognising I'm tired and I'll sleep. So sleep is a good healer. I've recognised that slowly. <laughs> yeah. So I do sleep a lot, but I found out I'm low in iron, so that'll be that. But I've, I did that before. So if I need to rest, I'll rest. So, yeah, putting myself first. And, yeah. It's funny. What other things have you noticed, Claire, then, since she's had her bag? Because obviously you've grown up with her. She's completely different since she had a bag, but for the better. In what way? In she looks after herself. She's calmer. Just mostly the looking after herself and doing as she's told. She never used to do as she was told. (laughs) She would do the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) Who tells me what to do? (laughs) You don't, so you listen to them on the internet. Yeah, I do listen to people now. She didn't used to. You don't realise how serious it is. Gertrude. Hello. And that's her contribution to this 
She's conversation. Like, it yeah. is about her. So. It is. Yeah. 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 And it's amazing, isn't it? You just think that if it's five years ago, they, and you just every day's. You know, you haven't got to change a bag every day, but the fact that actually it is still part of your life and you have got to think about yourself a bit more. You are living with a, a condition that's always going to be there. Yeah. Um, but you're managing the stress and things that that you know what your trigger points are and that's how it. you do it differently. And that's my aim, to try to reduce having a flare again. I'll get more sleep through the night because of the confidence bag as well. It doesn't balloon. Whereas before I was getting up about three or four times to get the air out, whereas this, the air comes out, it expels better in the filter. Mm. So I'm sleeping all night, so I think that does make a difference. I know I still get tired in between customers sometimes. People don't, you wouldn't know that I'll get tired, but... Yeah, I think you just get fatigue, and that's what it is, but having a good night's sleep obviously makes a difference. Yeah. And not pushing yourself and not working late and yeah. not having to reach targets and yeah. having a managed kind of clientele base and yeah. all the things that kind of most people would kind of mm. strive to achieve in their working day. You've got it. <laughs> yeah, no. It's good. I'm lucky. I consider myself very, very lucky. I am. Yeah. yeah. But is it luck or is it because of what you've done for yourself? Yeah. You're saying that, aren't you? Yeah. No, I'm a great believer <laughs> in that, though. You, you, you know, you give out some positive vibes, and I think it's really important. But, um, you know, and hints and tips. And when I've yeah. had a rubbish day and come in, you know, I could just sit in your chair and not say anything, or you give me a big hug and all that sort of thing. So, you know, a bit of girl power going on there, really. It's good. I love looking after people. Yeah. 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 It's a nice yeah. feeling. Well, we're, hopefully in return we're looking after you as well. Oh, yeah, very lucky. I love, love you. <laughs> <laughs> Just said it again. You said I'm lucky. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I don't go out and drink as much as... I didn't... I was never an alcoholic, but being young, you go out and drink of a weekend, don't you? You'd, I'd drink of a weekend, and then I, I used to finish work on a Saturday, and I'd have to go to bed mm. for an hour, and then I'd go out and drink for the yeah. night. Whereas, really, maybe I shouldn't have gone out and drank for the night and... and I don't, I don't drink a lot, but I'd go out and binge drink, typical young person, and then I'd be dying the whole of the next day. That's not good for you, is it? I've recognised that drinking alcohol isn't really good for somebody with Crohn's, so I'll just do it now and then, a little bit, and that's fine. You are right, Gert? She <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I felt, I felt guilty when I went down for surgery when my bowel perforated, and I said to David, don't tell Mum. And then poor David phoned you because you're seen as, <laughs> as the calm one. <laughs> and everyone else in the family would have gone, Wah! So yeah. poor, poor you. <laughs> yeah, David did phone me. I did feel sorry for David. And then I, I did tell my mum, obviously, oh. but in a calmer. I don't think, did I, I don't know if I told her Did you leave it for a day? Or? No, I think I told you you'd gone into the hospital. It was on the night time. But I didn't. I don't think I said you were having an operation until the next morning. And then I went up to the hospital and made my mum stay at home. <laughs> check, the, check the surroundings. Because she, out. yeah, mum would have been trying to get into the theatre so. <laughs> <laughs> while Tina was in there, and Tina was in ICU, and she was just had pipes coming from everywhere, and it wasn't very nice to see. So, yeah, my mum didn't go up until after that had all been 
when she'd woken up. Yeah, still had the things coming out. I remember mum, she nervous oh, yeah. like me, and she didn't know what to do, and she kind of tickled my foot and just had bowel surgery. <laughs> whole body just went. I went, mum, please don't touch my foot. <laughs> and she just didn't know what to do with her hands. That's what oh. she does when she's nervous, doesn't she? Yeah. And then when she came out of ICU, she was on a ward, and then that part of it was just getting used to. You stoma then, wasn't it? Yeah. And that's when we were... You were a bit... Yeah, I think you were a bit apprehensive. She was apprehensive about changing it, and then that's when we went into the bathroom and we changed it together and we had a bath. We didn't have a bath. I didn't get Did in. Did you have a bath in there? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get in the bath. I helped the bath and shaved oh. her legs and we were looking at Gertrude properly. Sitting on the bath, weren't we? Yeah. That's the first time we'd had a proper look at it. It's good to do that. Did they yeah, move you quite quickly out of ICU onto a ward, or was it a few it was days? A couple of days after. Yeah. Then that's all the, always a traumatic bit, isn't it? So when you move out of ICU, yeah. you get onto a ward, and you know less tubing, less pipes, mm. less machines beeping all the time, and then you can start to move around yourself. And yeah. Even being off your legs for a couple of days really. Well, yeah. Didn't, when yeah. You don't realise how quickly you kind you lose of lose your muscles, lose. don't yeah, you? Yeah, you do. Yeah. And then just sort That's of... That's why now, if I'm ever have an operation, I'm the first to say, right, I'll go for the stairs, because I know, I understand that... I remember when I first came round and I said, right, we're going to get you to walk, to stand today. And I was like, stand? What are you talking about? I can stand. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't stand. I couldn't move my body. That's I was like, right. what? Yeah. Like, and then you head for the next day, you go for the stairs and... Like you say, it's amazing how quickly. But, yeah. How long was she in hospital for? I don't even remember. I don't know. I think it was about six or seven weeks. It's quite a while. Yeah, but they did discharge me after two weeks and then the bowel was leaking on the inside again. There was complications. And then I went back in and then, yeah, I I think it was about six or seven weeks. I can't remember. Poor David on his own at home. He was visiting me, wasn't he? Yeah, David was there every day. He was, apart from when he got the flu. Maxine! (laughs) Has it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, get it. Yeah, just me. (laughs) And then, then Claire, during that period of time, because six, seven weeks is quite a long time for someone to be in, you know, hospital, and you're clearly very close as sisters as well, aren't you? So... You know, you're laughing, joking, you might like to hug, and I might give her more <laughs> hugs than you do, but, you know, how did you feel during that time? Because it obviously sounds like if you were the calm one of the family, you're the one that's soaking up all of the family's kind of apprehension yeah. as well. Yeah, Maxine gets that. I think, though, because she'd suffered so much before that happened, it was a relief. That's sounds, I yeah. don't mean, but it yeah. was a relief that something could happen that mm-hmm. made everything change. Yeah. And that was, well, that saved her life. It was awful when she had that first operation. Yeah, I can imagine. That yeah. was horrible. But afterwards, it was like the start, that was. The start of everything changing mm. and Tina's getting better. Mm. Yeah, because I was literally in and out of hospital yeah, for years leading up to that. Yeah, but Tina's never really kind of needed looking after and she did at that time. So did she accept <laughs> all of that looking after? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> No, I can't imagine that happening either. She'd still want to be looking after everyone else. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's why Tina's probably a bit more like 
Probably not so much with me, but with my mum. Oh, you don't have to come up and visit. You know, almost yeah. batting it away. Yeah. Don't be silly on fire. Yeah. Yeah. You had to accept some help. Yeah. You needed it. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, mum was brilliant, and mum and Tracy and yeah. you and David was brilliant, bless him. Yeah. That's the thing, there's loads of us, you can't get away from us. She tried. One day, I need peace, guys. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, just me and Gertrude. Is all get me a dog. <laughs> Claire said that um, I used to pretend that my crones was flaring up to get what I wanted from David because it flared <laughs> up and I got a dog. No, it flared up and he asked me to marry. No, he asked me to marry him. Yes, to marry so basically it flared up and he came to visit me in hospital. This is pre-colostomy bag. I remember this. He came to visit me in hospital and I was about six stone, all skinny. <laughs> the things you do to get married. <laughs> so I'm all skinny in hospital. And he said, babe, is there anything you want for your birthday? It was coming up to December. And I was like, well, I know we can't afford it, but can, can we at least have an eternity ring? Because we've been together for so long. And he was like, yeah, okay. And then the next minute, then I'm discharged and I'm in, in the house. I'm now on steroids, so I think I've got a fat head. <laughs> and then it was my birthday, and then he got down on his knee and asked me to marry him. And I thought he had a bad knee, because we've been together like 14 years. <laughs> and then, as we were planning the wedding, then my bowel perforated. So then I woke up with Gertrude, and then I, I did say to him, do you still want to marry me? Because it was, you know, he was like, of course I do. Yeah, that was a bit... <laughs> and you had a lovely wedding. Yeah, it was an amazing wedding. Great that celebration. That something to do when she was, when oh. she was recovering. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I was off ill. It was yeah. keeping you busy. Exactly, it was keeping brilliant. You, keeping your mind activated. Yeah, I was yeah. making all the invitations and, yeah, it focused my mind. Yeah, that was good. And then you got a salon. And then I got a salon when it flared up again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm after a new car. <laughs> no, don't, no, don't say things like that. Since having the salon, I'm so lucky to have it. And having the support from you guys is brilliant. I'm very lucky. I'm surrounded by love and support. And having the products nowadays, like this colostomy bag, and I can find them on social media, all the latest things, it does make life a lot easier and it's going to get easier. You know, there's always new things coming into the market. Yeah, it's not it's not a bad thing having a bag. No, not at all. No, you just embraced it, haven't you? And yeah. it's just you were yeah. a great person beforehand, and now you just you know you share all that positivity with with people that are around you. That's and, it. And you tell your story with just such honesty and transparency. It just yeah. you know it's. It's warming to hear. So, yeah. and what I share the stories that you tell me, I share it with other people. Didn't Claire you? shares it Good. with other people. So Good. that way, you kind of always spread in that that's that, it. that word that you can still live with with this and, yeah. and have a really and active as much life. As it's changed, yeah. I think it has changed your life for the, for good. the better. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I wouldn't want anybody if they're told they might have to have a bag one day. I wouldn't want them to be terrified of the thought. I'd want them to think it makes your life. Better, definitely. Better than going on the toilet ten times a day. Yeah, you can yeah. carry on and do whatever you like, active or work. Yeah, and, and running your own business. I mean, the success is also running your own business as well. Um, and, you know, you've 
built up a really good successful business but still managing that uh, and keeping your stress levels where it's good for you and it's not you know making home life and you're having probably more holidays now than you ever did before which is great exactly a small manageable business yeah you don't need to be an entrepreneur you know just a good small manageable business that you can be in control of yeah yeah that's good (laughs) thank you for coming girls (laughs) thanks for sharing my coffee Huge thanks to Tina and her friends for talking so openly about their journey together. Thanks for downloading the free Me, My Bag and I podcast from Salts Healthcare. If you enjoyed it, please hit the subscribe button and the next podcast will come straight to your device. We care what you think, so it'd be great to hear your thoughts. Please leave a review on iTunes.